January. Christmas decorations come down. Christmas is over for another year. Believe it or not, there is life beyond Christmas. And I'd be delighted to know that Easter egg displays are already out in supermarkets. Starting the new year, I'm going to make a bold statement. This year can be the best year of your life. Some assumptions. So some of you feel like that, but some of you uh, might not feel like it's going to be that. Maybe you're thinking it's just going to be another year. And by the end of it, you'll be a year old, and you'll be a young or boss who have played. Um, you're just hoping that uh, you're surviving your job, you're surviving your marriage, your friendships, and you're just thinking, I don't know what this year holds. Maybe you feel stuck in an area of life, and as you uh, think ahead, maybe you've kind of lost hope that anything will be different come 12 months' time. Despite all of that, I still believe that this year can be the best year of your life. If you're here and you've not yet said yes to Jesus, I'm delighted that you're here this morning. And I hope that as we share some things about the life beyond and some things about this year coming up, that you'll hear something of the life that God invites you into. Because I believe that the Lord invites us into a life beyond where we are now. He invites us into an expansive life, an abundant life, a life of freedom, a life of healing. I believe that there is a life beyond. I even believe that there is a life beyond Brexit. You see, who are you going to put your trust in this year? Theresa May? Corbyn? Donald Tusk? Or Jesus Christ? I know where my money's on. There's life beyond. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor and say to them, this can be the best year of your life. <laughs> Wonderful. You've now just spoken that out prophetically. <laughs> Wonderful. We're kicking off a new series this morning, which we've entitled Life Beyond. And over these next few weeks, we're going to think about the life that Jesus invites us into. It's a life of freedom from those things that can cause us to die inside. Things like fear and guilt and shame and despair and bitterness. We're going to think about a life beyond those kind of things. I'm going to start this morning by thinking about how can we live that kind of life? How can we do that? I'm going to share some thoughts um, about this new year. So I'm going to look at two short Bible passages this morning, then share some thoughts, and as part of that I'm going to invite us all to make some resolutions, some commitments, some choices as we go into this year. Where we're going to start is, for many of what may be some familiar verses in Romans chapter 12. So if you have a Bible and you want to turn to that, I'm using a paper one this morning, you might have a gadget, and the words will come up on the screen in just a moment. This was written by the Apostle Paul, who wrote quite a lot of the New Testament. So I'm going to start in verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. I'm going to pause there. Living a life beyond where we are now, I believe, is only possible because of what Jesus 
as well. In view of God's mercy. It's only possible because of the lavish love that God has poured out upon us. Jesus died for us. And then Paul says, the right response to that is to surrender to God. He says it's a sacrifice. Tells us it's going to cost, and at times it's going to hurt. If you think about an animal on an altar as a sacrifice, it wasn't half in and half out. It was all in. There was no sitting on the fence. I said to people, if you're sitting on the fence, the only thing you're going to get is a sore bump. And I believe that sitting on the fence in a spiritual, a devotional life, a life with God, is equally uncomfortable. Living half in and half out. If we want 2019 to be the best year of our lives, I believe it requires surrender to the one who's given 100% for us. That's where it starts. Reading on verse 2. Paul says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. This is just a reminder to us. The world has a plan for our lives. The devil has a plan for our lives. And Paul says,
humanity? What do you want it to be like? And here's some things that I'm just going to throw out. Maybe it's having a family meal time at least once a week. And maybe you can do that at a table rather than in front of a TV. Maybe that's the thing you think. We've, we've, we've tried it, we've gone down that slippery slope of TV dinners, but we're going we're gonna to climb back up that slope once a week, twice a week. We're, we're going to make sure that we do that as a family. Or maybe you're single, maybe you don't have kids around. Maybe for you it's scheduling in regular time with friends. You say, I've got out of the habit, but I'm going to make sure that that is in my diary this year. That's a controversial one. Maybe it's a no phone at mealtimes rule. Maybe that's the thing. There's a, a well-known author out in the US called Simon Sinek. When he goes out with a group of friends, what they do is only one person out of a group of eight or ten of them takes a mobile phone. And all of the babysitters have that one mobile phone number. The rest of the people leave their mobile phones at home. Just to increase engagement, because these things are a distraction. That's the point. Maybe it's continuing what we've done last year at the church, that shared table initiative. Maybe say, I'm going to carry on doing that. I'm going to invite some people that are different to me to a meal. I'm going to build those relational connections. Maybe it's joining a small group. Maybe it's joining another social group in your community. What, what is the Lord saying to you? What are you going to invest in, in your family and in your friendships? Are there things that you need to stop? Are there some distractions you need to eliminate? Are, some, are there some things that you want to start doing as a family with your friends? Are there some things you want to press more deeply into? In a few moments, what is the Lord saying to you? of 
criticism. This is just one of them. I've shared these statistics about travel service last month. The average person in the United Kingdom has five social media accounts and spends two and a quarter hours per day on social media. If you have a millennial in your 20s and 30s, the average time that you spend on social media is four hours per day. Now, I am not against social media. I find it useful, I find it interesting, I find it connecting. But like anything, I believe that healthy boundaries are needed. You see, those studies that I shared, those psychology studies, have now indicated that spending 15 minutes per day on social media is around about a healthy limit. 15 minutes per day. So if you are someone, if you're sort of average UK user of social media, and you're the two and a quarter hours per day, that's things like Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, WhatsApp, those kind of things. If, you're, if you cut down from two and a quarter hours per day to 15 minutes per day, I have just found you two hours per day. 14 hours per week, that is two working days per week. That's a lot, isn't it? If you're a millennial and you're spending the four hours per day and you cut down to 15 minutes, I've now found you 26 hours per week. A whole day. Boundaries. And I share this simply to make a point. I believe that God gives us enough time to do everything that he has called us to do. If he didn't give us enough time, I believe that would be incredibly cruel. And I don't believe that God is cruel. I believe that he gives us enough time to do the things that he is calling us to do. So if there are God-given dreams and God-given assignments that we want to make real but never have the time for, what that should tell us is that we need to make some adjustments because something is not working right. If we're not getting to those things that we believe God has called us to do, because we don't feel we have time, then something needs to change. And maybe this is a moment right now where you say, I am going to make a change. Those dreams that God has given me are too important for them just to stay a pipe dream. I'm going to do something about them. And so maybe for you, it is establishing a healthy limit on things like social media. You say, I'm just going to put that in place. Maybe it's just simply reflecting on Thank you. 
people the rest of this year. Thank you.